So something has to stay hard for you to... <laughs> yes, it has to stay hard for me to enjoy it. You're grown up now. Well, I go for You have the, a life. Yeah. <laughs> I go for the non-grown up and non-grown up again every like six months. So. Oh, it's like a cycle? Yeah. So have you done, did you do this six months ago and then like you lost your car like a, and your Like home a year ago. Your, well, oh. the, I moved back to Vancouver a year ago, so I had to find a job and a place. Ah. Are you planning the next, the next time your life falls apart? Uh, see, planning would have been a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever plan your life falling apart? No. <laughs> yeah. But you did say something because I, I, I was talking about how like my place looks messy, like it's a hoarder's place and you're like, oh, it'll, it'll be good. Like chaos is good for me or something like that. I'm just comfortable in chaos. There you go. Yeah. Same. So yeah. that's why I create chaos in my life sometimes. Interesting. Where I'm like, everything's too organized. I need a little bit of chaos. You need a mess. Yeah. How do you usually do it? Like, what do you do to make chaos in your life? Well, last time I was just an, a little bit more dickish at work than usually. And they oh, you got fired? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> not on purpose, but I was like, I need to stir <laughs> some shit up. Like, mm -hmm. this is not fun anymore. Interesting. Yeah. But it's do you all... do that, like, in relationships, too? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, not on purpose. But you I feel like it's, it's all controlled. Like, it's... I treat it like it's all within the lab scenario. Like nothing. Can... That's really creepy. No, no, no. Sorry. What I'm not not about relationships. I, I mean, like in terms of I have work. Plastic on the windows. No. Like, for example, when I did get fired, it, mm. I wasn't just out of the blue. It was kind of like I saw that I had enough hours for EI, and I'm like, worst case scenario, I'm on EI, so it doesn't right. matter. So it's like it is chaos, but it's like doses of chaos. Hmm. So you kind of do plan it. You're a like, little, I see not, that I have this coming up, so now I can start to be a dick again. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Not in all areas. So then, like in a in like a relationship scenario, would you have like like a woman waiting in the wings, and then you can <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have hours in this relationship. Um. Usually, when I'm in a relationship, uh, the few times where I was like, "This is solid," is yeah. when I didn't really. I don't know if care is the right word, but uh, uh, look at other women mm -hmm. romantically where mm -hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm that side of my life is settled. Yeah. That's where I was like, oh, I'm in a serious relationship. And you're like, now I'm bored. I need chaos. Doesn't, no, because I could, it, uh, it's, it doesn't have to be chaos. It's like a set amount of chaos that I need. It doesn't have to come from every area of my life. Because mm. if, if it's too much chaos, like it was a week ago, then that's a little stressful. Yeah. It's not fun. But if it's like controlled chaos, and I can kind of like cycle which area it's in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> not on per. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just like kind of happens. It's unconscious thing. Yeah, it just kind of happens. It's one of my patterns, I guess, mm -hmm. that I should explore with a therapist mm -hmm. at some point. I don't know why. I guess I I grew up in discomfort, so yeah. discomfort is comfortable. Yeah, it's like, like motivating sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like um, thrive in adversity. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. But in this case, I am the adversity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am my own adversity. Uh. 
So you went out last night? I did. Where'd you go? I went for dinner. This little Italian place. And then I went to the Brick House. Never heard of it. It's like a kind of a dive bar that's been there forever. The last time I was there, I had, uh, like, it wasn't the last time, but one of the last times I really remember being there, I'd brought a stalker there. Oh. Yeah. You, did you know you were bringing yeah, a stalker? Yeah, it was all part of a plan. Oh. <laughs> and then we went, where else did we go? We tried to, like, go all sorts of places, but they were, like, closing or full. And then we ended up at the Narrow, which is another place that I hadn't been in years. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's that stalker story? When I was like 19, I was working at American Apparel and there was this like director guy who was like probably 35 mm-hmm. who was always sort of like lurking around. Yeah, that's a good lurking age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 35? I guess. <laughs> I'm 35 now. I got to start lurking. Yeah. <laughs> Start harassing teenage boys. Um, yeah, so he used to always like lurk around and uh, he would do weird things like try on the underwear and then like call at me to come see how they fit and stuff oh. like that. Yeah, he was really strange. That's straight up sexual harassment yeah. right now. Back in the day, it was like. Border, it was border, then, but I, w- I was yeah. working in American Apparel, so it's yeah. like that's that was the job as being sexually harassed, essentially. <laughs> no wonder the company's going down. Yeah. All the locations are closing up. They're like, shit, we can't have that as part of our business model anymore. Uh-huh. And he'd bring like books of poetry and stuff like that. But that's Send not creepy. Me. That's romantic. Right. It's romantic. <laughs> Would he so read romantic. you poetry while he's like trying underwear on or no. those that are unrelated they're unrelated okay i don't i don't know if he could actually like read the poetry and oh. he was just like leaving just... it there for me that's cute uh-huh and then he would like send me like really creepy messages on myspace and like it was back in the era of like digital cameras and he would still manage to send me dick pics that's commitment. I know. It's not yeah. like it's just like a point shoot send. Yeah. It would be like you'd have to like plug your camera into your computer. You have to wait for the... Wait for it to load. But also for the stability thing on the... <laughs> yeah. like, to come and focus. Uh-huh. Like out of focus. Or like if it's manual, you have to manually focus on your junk. Yeah. Like, that's a keeper. Back in the day... That was a lot of effort. Yeah. I don't even know if it was his dick. He might have just like found one on the internet and was sending it to me. But I, like, realized that I could get rid of him if I went out on a date with him. (laughs) Okay. Explain the logic. Okay, well, I... Like, I think a lot of the appeal was that I was, like, running away from him and, like, freaked out and, like, ignoring him and stuff like that. And I really wanted to, like call him out so you're like um <laughs> you know when they talk about nightmares and then they're like if you have someone chasing in, in your nightmare just like stand your ground and, yeah. and stand up to them so yeah. that's you're like this is my nightmare i'm gonna stand up to this guy kind of but i just kind of like 
started to understand the way that he was working, like the way that his mind was working. Very deep psychological uh, understanding or like assumption, I guess. Of, yeah. Yeah. Survival mechanism. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to read this guy. So I talked to my friends about it and I had them sit down the bar at uh, the brick house and I brought him there. So did you talk to him and you're like, hey, let's go on a date? Yeah. And he was like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was like, let's go to the brick house. And so, cause was like, he surprised? Um, a little bit. I think he was kind of put off. Yeah. Like already. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why are you asking me out? Like kind of thing. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's go hang out. And I was able to like berate him about his behavior. In like a public place. In a public place. Wow. He was really embarrassed. Like he was just kind of like holding his head in his hands while I was standing up above him yeah. shaking my finger. Like <laughs> Damn. Who do you think you are? Like that kind of thing. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I was having some nostalgic moments about Did it work? That last night. Yeah, it worked. I never heard from him again. He's oh. gone forever. <laughs> Dude just killed himself. He might have. I don't know. Did he come to work or he just He didn't work there. Oh. He was like a customer. Oh, because I thought you said like an exec or whatever. No, no, no. He was like a like a a film director or like a Oh, that was just coming TV to the director. Like oh, that kind of director. Oh, okay, that that kind of director. Well, it's yeah. it's it fits the MO. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Did he offer you any parts or no. Oh well. No, well just his parts. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Uh that's awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But last night was fun. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I want to say, I was very surprised when I heard how old you were. Oh really? Yeah, because I thought you were like at most like twenty seven. Interesting. Why? I, I don't know why. Because mm. I think it's the way like the way you frame your jokes and the uh-huh. way the They're subject... juvenile? No. <laughs> no, but it's also like the subject kind okay. of... Like, because you talk a lot about dating and... Yeah. Yeah. It would... Yeah. And that's surprising to you? Well, no. And also, you look very young. It's <laughs> another one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, yeah. Women aren't supposed to be dating in their 30s. Yeah, you're just, you know... Supposed to be pumping out kids, kids by now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Not supposed to be doing stand-up? <laughs> uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't the stand-up and the dating. It was just uh-huh. like... Like, I saw your stories about you, like, inviting dudes from Bumble yes, yes, to your shows. Yes. And, and I was like, I was doing that when I started comedy at uh-huh. in my mid-20s. Yeah. So that's another reason why I was like very excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I was bringing dates all the time to uh. the show. Not uh. not a good thing. Why? It's it's different, I think, if you bring a, a ton of guys to a show. Mm. Then I only brought one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Out of all the invites, only one guy showed up. He showed up. He's the guy I was out with last night too. Oh, so cool. it worked out well. I don't know. Uh are you from Vancouver? Um yes. I was born in but I don't like to tell people mm. that I was born in I'll bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's one thing, the one thing I don't want out there. Yeah. I'm like, when did you move here? <laughs> when I was 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're basically a Vancouver. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And um, you, so you've been in Vancouver kind of ever since? Yeah. Okay. In Vancouver, for the most part. Like, well, yeah. like Lower Mainland, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you live in Burnaby for like two weeks, I that's... It doesn't count? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, two weeks is not enough time for Burnaby to infect you. Oh. With the. Aren't you moving to Burnaby? I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm moving. I'm actually moving. I'm going to be on the border with Vancouver, so I'm going to be fighting out the hordes. Okay. Burnabians. Burnabarians. Yeah, with the Burnabarians. Yeah, Burnabarians. Yeah. Um, okay, and so what, what got you into comedy? I went to the comedy store in LA mm-hmm. and I got really drunk mm-hmm. and I said, I can do that. I can do what they're doing. That yeah. sounds like what a guy usually does. Really? Yeah. Oh. They go to a thing, they see it and they're like, I can. Yeah. yeah. I was watching like the pros and I was like, ah, I can do that. <laughs> when was that? Uh, last November. I was there last September. Oh. And I saw it, I was like, I cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't drink, so. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. the secret. It feels like what people describe as a bad environment to grow up in. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Just where you want to be. Yeah, like, so I'm like. This is the chaos I need. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's really hitting, checking out the boxes. <laughs> But uh, I, I'm, I'm mature enough. Like the smell of liquor and the sounds of fucking. So yeah. This is where I want to be. <laughs> it reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> yeah. um, it's little doses of chaos. Little doses. Is my thing. It's all in moderation. So, and slowly weaning myself off of it is the goal. You're weaning yourself off of chaos? Yeah. Why? I'm used to chaos just based on like the environment I'm from. But then I rationalize it as, again, if there's no adversity, there's no growth. Mm-hmm. But then what's the point of overcoming adversity so that eventually you get comfort? But if you're purely chasing chaos, mm-hmm. once you get to that comfortable life, you'll be uneasy. You'd be like, I, oh, don't, I, I don't know. Is there such a thing as like a comfortable life? Yeah, I think so. I think that you're delusional in thinking that you can control the chaos is what I think is going on. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> I think you're that's like on scheming point. where yeah. it's like one day I will have complete control over the chaos in my yeah. life. That's that's very on, on brand with me to <laughs> seek control over uh-huh. chaos. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's like, so you make... If you're making the chaos, it's under your control. Yeah. Or at least you imagine it is. Whereas like if you... Okay. I don't think that you're going to live a comfortable life ever. <laughs> and that's okay. Maybe you should be comfortable with the chaos. Oh, I am. Yeah. But the problem is that's not a uh, strategy for longevity. It's it's Why not? That's the strategy for a heart attack in your 40s. Oh. Okay, but is it? Like, I don't know. I think that you can, like, adapt to stress so that it doesn't impact you biologically as much. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is like I want to, yes, control, but limit the amount of bad stress. Oh, in my life. So just stop making the bad stress is what you want to do. Yes, yes, and then focusing on good stress. Yes. Yeah. Like working, you know, like working out a joke that keeps bombing is good stress. Is it? Yeah, because oh. you're. So bombing is good stress. Uh, yeah. I, I think so. It feels like bad stress. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does absolutely feel like bad stress. Yeah. But like bad stress would be like, oh, I don't have money to pay rent. Yeah, that is bad stress. Or like, oh, my roommate is an alcoholic. 
That can be fun stress. It, it could be, but see, the, it doesn't. Fun stress doesn't necessarily pinpoint to whether or not it's good or bad. Both stresses can be fun stresses. I guess so. It's like good food and bad food can be tasty food. Yes. <laughs> and ideally, you want to pick the good food that's tasty, and then limit the the amount of bad food that's tasty. That's kind of where what what I'm trying to do, but you're right with the control thing. It's yeah. it's funny that uh, I come up with this like elaborate thing in my head, and uh-huh. someone's like, "You're just trying to gain more control," and I'm like, "Shit, I am." Yeah, I think and even like categorizing the stressors, hmm. placing them into these boxes, I think that's where you're also seeking control. Absolutely, over it too. Yeah. It's like if I can name it, I can yeah. own it. Name, yeah, I guess, but naming, like, what's the alternative, you know? Just fucking just go going with the through flow, the river. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess, but I'd like to kind of have some control over which side of the river I am. Oh, okay. Because then we're just plastic bags drifting through the wind. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise. Don't call me a bag, man. <laughs> what are you talking about being 35? <laughs> that's, not, that's not where I was going. <laughs> This is from Caddy Perry song. <laughs> You're a firework. If anything. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta ignite. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get copyright stricken over this. Anyways. I don't think the way you sang that was recognizable in any way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You'll be okay. I'll take that. Um, okay, so you went to LA, you saw it, and you're like, yeah, this is. Yeah. Yeah. Is it in yeah. tune with, uh, like, do you have an artistic outlet? Because mm-hmm. you dress like an artist. I do? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, you have like a bright color, but also kind of like... Um, I am wearing like bland clothes that kind of blend in together. <laughs> yeah, you're camouflaging with your couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of like fit under one sort of color palette. Uh, you're wearing things that kind of stand out, but they fit together. Okay. You know what I mean? Like your pants are kind of checkered-ish. <laughs> I don't know how... It's a hound's tooth. Okay, I don't... See, I don't even yeah. know. That's where I mean. And yeah. like you have a kind of bright orange, red-ish... Yeah, it's red. Uh, ...sweater and uh-huh. then you're wearing a toque. Like very art... Or, you know, kind of East Van kind of artsy vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. did you have a artist, like an artistic outlet before you got yeah. into stand-up? Um, I was a art school dropout. <laughs> I can see it. You can see it. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been writing forever. So like I used to be a poet. That explains the uh-huh. poetry books by the creeper. Yeah. And I wrote short films. So yeah, I've always kind of been artsy, I guess. Cool. Yeah. But stand up is the one that makes the most sense for me. Why? Because, like, even when I was writing poems, I would always want them to be funny. Mm. Okay. That kind of sheds some light and fits with what I saw you do in terms of Senna. Uh-huh. Um, and how does that connect with what you want to do going forward? Oh, I don't know. Oh. No. I used to be a therapist. Oh, that, that like explains it, too. an existential therapist and What's a trauma an exis- therapist. What's an existential therapist? Um, do you know anything about existentialism? Like, like, the philosophy? I feel like I've read into it, and I was like, eh, that's kind of... 
Yeah, so it's like Nietzsche, yeah. Sartre. It's like what's, Camus. what's our purpose kind of thing. Yeah. So like, why are we here? What are we doing? That kind of thing. <laughs> Seems like such a fun <laughs> therapy session. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you stop? I, I don't know. I just like... I, I didn't like thinking about other people's problems all the time. Mm. I kind of wanted to have my own life back in a way. So now I'm a researcher. Okay. Which is like a little bit more removed. I'm less like in other people's heads and worlds all day long. That's know? interesting because usually, at least my impression of therapists is mm. the reason why people go into therapies so they don't have to focus on their problem all oh. day. They can just kind of, that's like the whole thing with nurses and they're escaping something yeah they're they're like uh involved in other people's problems and trying to fix their right. stuff because it hurts more or whatever to like that focus on their sense. own things i love my problems yeah what <laughs> problems do you have all kinds of problems all kinds of delightful little twisted knots inside me that i can just hang out with and hang out with <laughs> yeah. fixing them. i don't want to fix them i think it's like I don't see like I I can live with them and enjoy them rather than fixing them. <laughs> You're looking so terrified right now. <laughs> no, it's just it's, I I figured someone who did therapy would be like, oh, you know, we we uh, like I didn't want to fix people. I right. wanted to help them because it seems like it's just like helping cope, huh? Cope and yeah, coping's important. So there's no fixing us, eh? Meh. You can... Str- you- it sounds like you're really trying to fix yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But why? <laughs> <laughs> um, because I learned in my uh, late teens and early 20s that the whole time I was like, oh, I just have a temper problem. I, a temper problem? Like, you know, I'm Russian. We get angry. Like, that's... Oh, okay. Whatever. Like, yeah. And it's then, like a cultural problem. Yeah. Uh. I was like, oh, it's just, you know, that's how we are. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older in my late 20s, uh, mid-20s, late 20s, I realized that it's my trauma is getting triggered and yeah. I let it control me. I let it mm-hmm. run my life. Um, just the thought of something is affecting how I live my life and, mm-hmm. and having control over how I live my life was mm-hmm. not in tune with what I want it. Right. It just seemed like I'm helpless to it, which in yeah. some cases, very deep subconscious level, I guess we all are under the control of our traumas, but I can still focus on making things better in terms of, you know, having healthy relationships or, mm-hmm. or uh, healthy communication mm-hmm. and not have a breakdown <laughs> in communication just because I'm hungry or... It's oh. <laughs> my trauma is triggered. I know? see. Yeah. That's where I'm like, A, I need to know uh-huh. what is like separate, what is me and what is the trauma or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is helping to cope with it and kind of keep it from affecting me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but it, it really sounds like you're trying to like dissect yourself and put other parts other places and like push it away from you yeah i mean till i find a way of like dissolving it and 
Yeah, dissolving it. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say healing it, uh, but like, yeah. Why not healing? You don't like the word healing? <sighs> healing kind of presumes that there's something unhealthy or like or something. injury? Some, yeah, like it presumes that you have like a wound or you're not complete. Okay. That's why I don't like the words like that, I guess. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, it's just... <laughs> I'm fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like I like doing stand-up too because like you can take your problems and use them. Mm. It's kind of like a no waste thing, you know? You but, don't have to dissolve them. You can turn them into something that makes other people laugh. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I also think that that kind of promotes an idea that like, oh, I need more problems so I can get more material. Uh, yeah, yeah. No problems, more material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing like therapy for before uh, you stop? I had been doing it for like five years. Mm-hmm. I was a therapist. Went to school for it. It was cool. Like I learned a lot. It was really fun, but I don't think it's how I want to like live the rest of my life. What do you mean? I don't want to do it every day for the rest of my life. (laughs) So I stopped. People every Monday (laughs) in the morning are like, I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. I think that I also have, I don't know if it's like a, a need for chaos, but it's a need for like finding something and mastering it and then leaving it Mm. that makes sense why are you leaving it to do something else so once you're once it's not a challenge once it's not yeah once i can do it i'm like okay you you figured it i figured that out now it's time to try something else oh okay Mm -hmm. so so something has to stay hard for you to <laughs> yes, it has to stay hard uh, for me to enjoy it. I <laughs> know. Uh, I I literally so I had the thought in my head to say it, and I'm like, oh, I'm saying it, and then halfway from saying it, I, I had to stop. Like, don't <laughs> don't make a face, don't make a face. Just pretend what you're saying is totally fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So it has to stay challenging mm-hmm. for you to enjoy it. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Which is why stand-up is great, because it's always hard. Mm. Always. That's the uh, the challenge with stand-up in a lot mm-hmm. of cases, is it's it's hard up until a point, and then you have to reset and make it hard again. Like, you have mm. to have that um, kind of drive to keep stand-up hard. Yeah. Because if you, like, for example, <laughs> you got to keep fluffing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Keep stand up hard. Uh, someone's gonna edit this. <laughs> it's gonna be you. <laughs> no, I meant like someone's just gonna exchange the word stand up for some Josh or something. Yeah. And it'll be like, you gotta keep Josh hard. Uh, you gotta have the drive to keep fluffing Josh. Anyways, um, yeah, because like if you come up with five, ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then you can just do those same five, ten minutes. But I don't think you'd get very far if you just do that. No, but you can. You can. Yeah. Yeah. You, we can extend that to like 30 minutes. Keep doing the same 30 and variations and then, you know. That's true. Yeah. So you got to keep resetting and making it hard. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. 
Yeah. I yeah. think it just is hard, too. Like, it's a difficult thing. I think it's the most difficult creative thing I've ever tried. I'd say, for me, like, painting would be way harder. Painting's easy. Is it? Yeah. Damn. Should have been a painter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could be. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> I have a job. I have a place. <laughs> to be a it's painter, I have late. to get, like, a attic. Mm. Get fired again. Uh, yeah, this is this is the next thing you're doing. Grow my hair out. This all sounds My hair good. isn't even that curly to to have <laughs> it long. It's just straight and thin and flat. I look. They put it in a ponytail. But it, even in a ponytail, it's like too straight. It's too straight. Too, it's like <laughs> it's like too thin and kind of straight. It doesn't. It just looks weird. I look. Yeah. That'd probably be good for stand up. Like a long hair. Long, weird hair. What was that? <laughs> I'm scared. There's a ghost. <laughs> That's why we're moving, actually. We have a ghost. Escaping no. Um, ghost. You think looking funny is good for stand-up? I think so. I agree. Mm, I think average looking is fine. Average looking if, is fine? Yeah, if you have like a... Like a... Physical thing, it's so much better. It is. Because you're yeah. automatically funnier. You're like a cartoon character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Are you trying to portray a cartoon character on stage? Maybe. I like to wear strange clothing on stage. I feel mm. like that helps. Maybe I should get into that. Strange clothing. Mm hmm. I think you should. Who'd I, who'd I talk to about strange clothing? Me. And oh, okay. <laughs> All right. What should I wear on stage, Colleen? Houndstooth. That's houndstooth. This is houndstooth. Why is it called houndstooth? Is it because it looks like a dog's tooth? It's like a little jagged tooth. It to me looks like a checkered board. Um, the other night we were at a mic and you said something about that man over there is wearing squares. Yeah. <laughs> and you were talking about plaid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very ESL and not very good at names, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it seems like you have, like, a pattern blindness. <laughs> I can... No, I know it's called plaid now. Yeah, but it's yeah. squares, isn't it? Like... Yeah, I guess it is squares. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. I took geometry. I'm not... I don't have pattern <laughs> yeah. blindness. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... I focus on the big picture. Okay. And the big picture, you can see there's squares. Okay. Like you, no, if you look at the brown... Everything is squares. No, if... if it's squares all the way you down. you have, like, brown lines and then black lines <laughs> yeah, crossing yeah, yeah. it, so it's, yeah. like, squares. It, it is squares, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big picture person <laughs> kind of guy. That's what that is. Uh, Do you want to wear squares? I have some squares I wear. <laughs> but I want to wear squares on my pants. What are your favorite squares to wear? My, I, um, I like blue squares. Blue squares. Blue squares are my favorite. Yeah. Okay. I have some white squares. Don't like them very much. White squares. Yeah, I don't like wearing white because I hmm. I don't like getting dirty or like. Um, well, you are getting dirty. You just can't see it. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's where I'm like ignorance is bliss. Yeah, you. Yeah, you don't like wearing white because you like getting dirty. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't want to let other people know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. Huh? Is that like a deeper philosophical thing where I don't want people <laughs> to know I'm flawed? Yeah, do you have a lot of secret shames? Oh, so many. Oh, use those on stage. Those are the I, things I do that... already. Oh, okay. 
So I guess they're not secret. No. But it's still like I'm trying. It's because I'm trying to maintain control of how those secret chains portray me. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all are. Yeah. Yeah. Because a you're trying, you're not trying, but you want to make sure it's funny. It's not just a trauma dump. Right. Yes. On stage. I heard a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but. At the same, yeah, and at the same time, like, because we are building a character. Like, mm. even if you're being yourself, you have an idea of self, and when you write, you're kind of trying to fit that idea of self, more or less. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling shaped by what jokes land. That's in terms of the character. Yeah, that, that I am something on stage. happens. Uh, at the very beginning, I feel like yeah. you're trying to chase that. You're like, oh, that got a laugh. I'll do more like that. And then, yeah. or like, at least you'll write and then a joke lands and you're like, oh, okay, this is the direction I'll go into. I keep trying to go into another direction, but it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right, just make more dirty jokes on stage. Uh, I guess it, People it, love it those. kind of happens with like acting too. Yeah. Because I remember, um, when I did a class, I was like, what roles can I play? And they're like, you just kind of audition for everything and whatever you get, that's your type. Oh, what's your type? Uh, jock. Jock. Yeah. Mm. I, was, I was a jock on, on Riverdale for a second. Um, <laughs> cool. A dad, young dad. A young dad. Yeah, when my hair was a little more controlled. <laughs> <laughs> young dad, jock, um... Not, not like the main jock, like the side jock. You know what I mean? <laughs> side jock. Yeah, side jock. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like a drug dealer. Some some a people drug see that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And who would you say that you are in comedy? In comedy, what's your persona? It really depends because I feel like on the outside people see like someone who dates a lot, mm-hmm. which I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't even date that much. Especially now. I haven't been on dating apps for like four months. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. It's, I'm <laughs> Do you getting get a my chip. chip. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm this close to relapsing though. Yeah. <laughs> when I see someone swiping, I'm like, breathe in my face. Uh, yeah. But on stage, I kind of, I like before I got into stand up, I noticed that I kind of gravitate towards like awkward comedy. Oh. Like, I, I, I loved The Office when it was out and that okay. kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At some points, I was like, this is too awkward. I can't handle like it. Like, cringe comedy. Sort of, but not... Cringe is different than awkward, <laughs> I think. Because I watch... Like, I, I I would see some videos on YouTube, um, and I'd be like, this is cringe. I can't. And okay. This is not funny. It's, like, too okay. cringe. But some are, like... I guess it depends on the definition of the word cringe. Because um, I feel like the kids use it on, like, just... They use it differently these days. Yeah, like, oh, this is just not funny. Right. But then yeah. if we're talking, like, cringe yeah. as it should be, then yeah. I did touch the table. You noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> We're policing each yeah, other. Yeah. No, I'm not. Like, you can... <laughs> you can kick the table. <laughs> you can kick it. I'll just cut it out at some point. So when I'm on stage, I, like... I think the best sets I had is when I was making myself laugh as well. So oh, okay. that's kind of part of it. But I also found when it's like too awkward and I make myself laugh. <sighs> <laughs> you look like you're in pain. Because <laughs> I'm remembering. Um, I would like, 
be too awkward and yeah. then the audience wouldn't see the connection like they would be kind of awkward and right. it's like funny for me so instead of them having to release the the tension i'm releasing the tension so i'm having fun but tension keeps building up interesting so i'm like that's fun for me but it's not funny for the audience so yes. i gotta like find a balance where i'm building enough tension with the audience and then release it for them so I'm releasing their attention. Yeah. Keep stand up hard. I keep stand up hard and release. And release eventually. And, and make sure that people that watch me have a release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet release. Yeah. And I don't as much. You don't get a release. Maybe a little bit. Like I'm edging. And You're a giver. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a giver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, like I'll do things like that where I'm just kind of like purposely making it awkward. So what kind of character is that? Like, who is that guy that purposely makes it awkward? I'm kind of just a guy trying to live life. Just a guy. Know, trying to figure out life. I'm just a, just a guy. Yeah. Ah, interesting. What's your character? I'm starting to think that I look like a hoe. <laughs> Art hoe. Okay, our house. Yeah, this is what this is what I'm I'm getting back, which is weird because I'm not. But that seems to be the material that works for me. Talking about being a big old slut. No shame about it. No. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love. I it's love it. Totally acceptable. Yeah, and I mean, I used to be like that, so I have a lot of like. <laughs> have a lot of experience. Yeah. Yeah. You have a, <laughs> yeah. a, a big pool of information and experience you can dive into. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's that's been interesting. But that's not something you would like to portray on stage. Oh, I'm fine with it. It oh. works for me. But it was it was not what I thought that I was going to be what, doing. What did you think you were going to be doing? Existential stuff. Like yeah. philosophical jokes. Hmm. Like, I love wordplay and one-liners. Maybe I'm just not good enough of a writer yet to do mm. that kind of material. So it's like, I can do wordplay as long as it's raunchy, because people will laugh if it's a dirty joke, no matter what. I think we're also just quicker to, like, figure things out if it's related to sex for, like, survival reasons. Like, our brain is just... Mm. Looking for those um, euphemisms and puns like all the time. Mm. Also, we're not really supposed to be mm. uh, thinking that way. And a lot of people work nine to five and they can't do that. Wait, thinking what way? What do you mean? Like they can't be voicing those things. Like they're kind of taboo, especially right. like in the workplace and whatever. So when they yeah. go out, it's it's like a more of a release. That's true. And I think that like the way that I look doesn't seem like somebody who would be saying those kind of dirty mm. things right okay so there's like a yeah like wait a, you said okay as if it's not no, true like, no I, I get i get where you're coming yeah, from yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did say art ho and you do look like an artsy person yes. so the whole part can be interpreted right but i, I don't know <clears throat> i don't think that people are used to like a woman in a blazer talking about coming I guess so, yeah. Because yeah. you're like an art teacher. I look like an art teacher. Yeah, and yeah. hearing your art teacher talk about coming is a little jarring. Yeah. Yeah, because they're usually like slightly removed from like a librarian. 
Exactly. And it's kind of like, even that image of like a librarian into BDSM stuff is like, it became so common because it's right. such a like, uh, yes, paradox, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want more tea? Yes, please. Yeah, because I, I, I hear you. Uh, I'm going to put the, we can take like a five minute pause because I'm going to get all Thank you. Yeah, there's certain aspects of it that I, I really enjoy. Um, I think in a lot of cases, like, you wouldn't have a conversation with someone that deep. <laughs> You're laughing because I put my foot on it. Yeah. Um, it's usually it's usually on the chair, like, one chair in the middle away from the table. And right. so it's harder to – people still kind of, like, touch it every now and then. So that's why I say it. Yeah, you usually won't have a conversation that deep with someone, especially mm-hmm. when there's, like, a, um, a set topic – you know, this is a dating podcast, whatever, and like right. kind of things that affect dating. So you wouldn't really talk about that with, maybe you would, I don't know. But it's like, I feel, I feel it's like... focused. Yeah, I feel like I would only bring up dating with a friend if like either they're going through something right. or I'm going through something. It right. wouldn't just be like out of the blue, like, hey, tell me about your dating life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of more as it comes as mm-hmm. opposed to like actually pushing for a conversation on on set topics that's true yeah and especially it's kind of interesting because uh, in a lot of cases i would bring people on that i've only met like once or twice yeah so it's, it's also kind of skill of getting comfortable with somebody that you don't know well enough to mm-hmm. talk about those things so I'm not True. saying I have that skill but <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly try it's a good way to practice it for sure yeah. Um, and then also just that same thing of like the creative aspect of it, of like editing after the fact and figuring out what, what I wanted to sort of portray. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll to you. Yeah. You get to control the narrative. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get to decide who I am now. <laughs> well, not really. It's also, in, in a lot of cases, an exercise of letting go of control mm-hmm. because oh, that's yours. Um, because one of the aspects of art is, that I didn't really uh, think about, I kind of, so I read this book called The War of Art, uh-huh. and it talks about how once you release the art into the world, you have no control over it. Yeah. So once you release, it's it's not yours anymore. Mm-hmm. It, whoever's mm-hmm. listening or whoever's seeing it or whatever, it's up to their interpretation of, I guess it's still control. It's a controlled way of releasing control, which is still control. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. But you could frame everything as control, though. Could you? If you think well enough. It sounds like you do. You try. (laughs) Not consciously. Like Mm -hmm. I often think of doing something a certain way and then... After the fact, like someone would be like, oh, you're trying to control it. And I'd be like, oh, I guess, I guess I can see how that would be control control, or like a reason to do something is to gain control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose there's no really uh, way of letting go of control because you still control when you let go of control. I don't. I don't think so. I think sometimes you're just out of control. Like you just yeah. can't. Oh, I'm okay with that. Like, okay. But, it, but then... see you could say like oh you allow yourself to be out of control no i don't think we have control ever 
Ever? Over anything? Over anything, no. <laughs> I don't agree. Why? Well, I have control of, over what kind of tea I drink. Do you? Yeah. You think you do? Well, I have a choice. I have other teas. You have other teas. Yeah. I picked the teas. Why do you think you picked that tea? Because I like it. Okay. Why do you this like one's it? caffeinated. Uh-huh. And the other ones are not as caffeinated. Okay. Like you could, I guess, make and something. And who, who do you think is in control of your desire for caffeine? I am. Because I, I don't have to drink the caffeinated one, but I choose right now. Mm-hmm. I've had times <laughs> where I didn't have caffeinated tea for breakfast. Uh-huh. But, yeah. But today you went caffeinated. And I have, I used to have another caffeinated tea, but. Uh, I, I think I still do. I just didn't want to drink that one. Yeah. Does this conversation make you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> Does it look like I'm uncomfortable? Yes. <laughs> You're like shrinking and crossing your arms. Yeah. Like, I am no. in control of my tea. I picked this. It's me. <laughs>